Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. Whether you have done this on purpose or you have just stumbled in, we are The Approach Shot. I'm John Ashton. And I'm Neil Michaels, and I believe you looked at me when you said stumbled in. <laughs> and uh, Susie Quattro. You're stumbling in. Yeah, there you go. There, I, ju- yeah. I jumped on it for you. <laughs> Give me another one. <laughs> that is a game that, that old radio guys play with themselves all the time, is just throw out just a lyric, a line, a thought, and immediately you can sing the song or at least get the rest of the uh, title and artist and the rest of the lyrics. It's Artist for Kung Fu Fighting. Uh, it's, 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 was that Carl Carlton? Carl, Carl Douglas. Douglas. Carl Douglas, yes. You get half yeah, for that. Yes, Carl ding, Douglas. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Carl Carlton hey. was everlasting love. Yes, indeed. Yep. Speaking of, of things that we stumble around to, you and I talk all the time about the fact that we work from home, and we're blessed to be able to work from home, and I know a lot of other people do too. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and I spoke not long ago about the fact that there's work from home, <laughs> and then there's being home. <laughs> So this morning, um, you know, we're, we're you know old DJs, and we're about to do this great podcast and stuff. And nothing humbled you more than putting your underwear away. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm I'm putting laundry away this morning, and I just want to be sure that I'm not the only one who does this. Underwear is away, t-shirts are away, everything is, and the socks are on the bed. So I roll up the socks, and the minute it gets rolled into a ball, I turn into Kareem Abdul-Jabbar meets Michael Jordan. <laughs> the drawer goes open, and I start playing sock basketball. I'm, I'm shooting set shots. I'm shooting jump shots. I'm doing hook shots. I'm falling on the bed and bouncing it off the wall. And if it hits the floor, uh, can't hit the floor. They all have to go in. I wonder how many of our listeners are, are thinking right now, sock basketball. Yeah, I've done yeah. that since I was a kid. Well, or- I'm sure. <laughs> and during the, uh, the COVID thing, um, my wife and I uh, have separated. Um, she's at one end of the house. I'm at the other because she's a critical care nurse and she's working COVID yeah. units all the time. Yeah. And she's scared of making me sick. Which I said, hey, you've done it for 30 years, son. Don't worry about it. No. I said, Ooh, ouch. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sleeping in a room that was formerly occupied by a grandson. So it has all oh. of the young teenage accoutrement. <laughs> Such in, as? Including little miniature basketball hoops hanging above the door. You're so lucky. <laughs> I don't do it with socks. I do it with wadded up pieces of paper. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why we think as as you know old podcasters that we have basketball game, but you know once a week I'm out there whoop right off the wall. Whoop, oh, look at that! Take that tricksters! I just bounced one off the mirror. We're lucky to have a golf game. You know? That's right. Thank goodness we have one ball that we can actually do something with correctly, sort of. Hey, we are going to do something correctly today too. We have. Two very interesting, informative, entertaining, and wonderful people that we're going to talk to. So basically way above our pay grade. We, we didn't tell them who we were, and we kind of tricked them into coming on. But you've done the research. Janine Furpo, yeah. our conversation with her, man, she is uh, – Brilliant. 
Very. I mean, just Hewlett-Packard and investing and just all the things she's done. Bill and, and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yeah, She's, she's brilliant. A- and she has a book coming out. And we're going to talk to her about the subject matter there and about travel and some other interesting things. This this lady is is worth the, the stick around. Definitely. And then your buddy Frank, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you challenged me to find somebody funny. <laughs> and, and you did. Uh, we're, we've been really lucky to have some great comedians so far on golf is a funny game. And Frank has his own podcast and he's just a guy who can tell a story. And at the end of it, you know, you're going to be wiping the tears from your face. Yes. He is just a funny, funny man. So for Janine Furpo and for Frank and for your own personal edification, we suggest you hang out a bit. What do you think? Do so. We'll be right back. Could COVID really cost you your home? Well, cybercrime is up 75%, but the type you really need to worry about is home title theft, which is why you need home title lock. Cyber criminals are after our homes, and it's easier than you'd think. The title documents to our homes are online now. The thief finds your home's title and forges your signature on a quick claim deed stating you sold your home, and he's the new owner. Then he takes out loans on your home and leaves you in debt. You won't know until late payments or eviction notices arrive. Insurance doesn't cover you, and neither do common identity theft programs. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock protects your most valuable asset. The instant Home Title Lock detects someone tampering with your home's title, they help shut it down. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim and receive 30 free days of protection with promo code RADIO. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Hey, welcome back. The Approach Shot. It is us. I am John Ashton. And I am Neil Michaels. And um, before we get to, to Janine, um, who, again, is is definitely worth hanging out for, uh, we want to announce that we are doing a contest. Yay. Something to put some stuff in your pockets. Yay. Um, and, and the contest has you listening back to last week's episode with Steve Lyons. And the question we have for you is, Steve talks about a great round of golf that he played until he got to the 18th hole. What we need you to do for this contest is tell us what he shot on the 18th hole. So Mm -hmm. all you have to do is listen back to that podcast, tell us what he shot, and email us at contest at theapproachshot.net, and we will pick a winner from all of the correct responses. So again, tell us what Steve shot, send it to contest at theapproachshot.net. And the prize this week is a $25 Amazon gift card. It's a number, <laughs> and I'll give, you, I'll give you a hint. It's higher than a four. All right. So there you go. So there you go. And it's lower than be, a 20. <laughs> well, there you go. So again, contest at theapproachshot.net. Send us, send us your guess. It's higher than a four and lower than the 20. There you so go. Perfect. We have somebody who is way too smart for us <laughs> and probably um, is going to, to regret being on the show at all. <laughs> she is a writer, an angel investor, and a social innovator. She's the founder and president of Semba, whose mantra is grow your money, change the world. She's also on the board of Zebras Unite and was previously the deputy director of financial services at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So you can see we are way over our head at this point. <laughs> Her book, Activate Your Money, Invest to Grow Your Wealth and Build a Better World, is scheduled to be released in the spring. Please join me in a welcome for Janine Furpo. Yes, the woman who needs no introduction. Thank you. Hello, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to speak with both of you. Well, we appreciate that. It's it's, it's a pleasure for you to join us here, Janine, and uh, thank you for spending some time with us here. We realize that what you're doing is very important, but there's one question I want to get out of the way first. Which syllable do I accent properly? Is it finance or finance? I say finance. Finance. Okay, great. Finance. Just want to make sure. That's a fine answer. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. In reading some of the uh, materials that, that you have put out, you say that, that it is 9% of women that are comfortable investing. 9% think that they are better investors than men. Ah. The majority do not think we invest as well as men. Okay. Why is but that? 
because we have not been in the conversation and we're not encouraged to think about money or think about investing. It's just not, even though we're smart and capable, Mm -hmm. we haven't really been included in those conversations. But here's what's really interesting. When women do invest, we outperform men by as much as 1%. That doesn't doesn't surprise me at all. Doesn't surprise me either. Yeah. What does surprise me is that ninety one percent think that men do a better job. <laughs> it's just a result of the "don't worry, you're pretty little head about it" that people have been talking for eons. Or that's a big part of it. I mean, okay. we're not really taught that we're smart in math. We're often turned away from the sciences. That's why you have these all these STEM. Um, programs and initiatives mm-hmm. to bring women into science, technology, engineering, and math. We are afraid of our money. We have been taught traditionally to save, which we're really good at. So we're taught to save. We're taught to not spend as much as we make. We're really good at those things, but we're so good at them that we keep almost 70% of our assets in cash and cash equivalents, which means that on a per annum basis, since that money doesn't keep up with inflation, we're actually losing, losing money. Yeah. Is that the reason why? Because I've noticed in a lot of the television advertising for some of the online trading companies, they are using more and more women in their advertising now. They're aimed at women or using women. In, is that one of the things they're actively? They are. They're trying to encourage women to invest. But what I've also found is that women invest differently than men. So when we are left to our own inv- devices, We want to be more informed before we make investments. Men are more willing sometimes to shoot off the hip (laughs) and to really think everything through. We want to feel confident in the decisions we're making. I found that men are more inclined to invest in individual stocks in the stock market, for example, whereas women choose funds. So we invest a little bit more slowly. We hang on to what we have a little bit more. And we have been not investing as much as men. So I think that in many of these sites, as you suggested, are trying to draw women in and are trying to get us to invest more. But I think to be successful, you have to talk to women differently and you have to yeah. talk to, to the things that women care about. Well, to bolster that that whole idea about the research and things you just said, is when my wife was, was involved in a management change, actually an ownership change at the hospital she works at, and they redid her 401k. So she had to come back and, and do all the allocation and stuff. And she did it all. And she said, um, do you want to look at this? And I went, have you? And she Googled everything. She knew everybody. She was investing and she knew all the funds. And I said, I, I see no reason for that because I don't know. We'll just go with what you want to do. Do it. No, I think that's great. I love that story. And part of the reason that I love that story is because when I think about this from a male perspective, you know, if men get their wives more involved in this, and if women start to say, I want to take more responsibility for the investments, then it leaves more, the men with more free time. And then what can they do with that free time? They can golf. Play golf. Much more golf. Women on their own should think about this because the truth of the matter is right now there's a, there's a wealth gap Mm -hmm. between women and men. I just read something the other day that when women retire, they retire with a million dollars less in capital than men. And part of that is because our average earning capacity, our highest earning capacity, excuse me, is when we're 44 for men is in their mid fifties. We don't have as long a time in the career space because of kids and Mm -hmm. older parents that we have to take care of. And we're living longer. And so we actually need more money to get through our retirement years than men do. We're not doing enough to save for that and invest for that. And so this is becoming increasingly important for women, I think, to be smart about our money. What I love about what you're doing on top of teaching women to invest smarter, invest better Everything that you're involved in also is involved in making the world better. That's right. How did that come about and, and how do you and what path are you taking to get there? The short version of this story, because we could talk about this for a long time. In 1995, I had already had like a 15-year career in the high-tech sector in the Silicon Valley. I was a huge traveler, quit a job, and I took a five-month solo backpacking trip through sub-Saharan Africa. That was the first time I ever saw poverty of the type that I saw back then. Mm -hmm. And I came back from that trip and I decided I'm going to change my career. I want to use my life in a way that's going to help address these issues. And I want my life to have purpose. So that led me then on a 20 some year career in international development and using technology and business thinking 
to solve issues of poverty in the developing world. Because I was in that line of work, I got involved in conversations in the Bay Area around new ways of thinking about philanthropy and what became known as impact investing. So 10 years ago, I decided I made this huge shift in my life and my work. My money isn't even aligned with what I do. In fact, my money is working at odds with what I'm trying to do through my life's work. So I'm going to figure out a way to move all of my assets, starting with my savings and checking accounts, all of it into alignment with my values. And I've been on that journey ever since. I've had financial advisors who have helped me, but I have to tell you, when I retired from my international career three years ago, I really started working on this myself. And I realized the time is ripe to help other women do this. So I am trying to help other women understand how to do this through both my own journey. I had 150 women help me in this book writing process. Mm -hmm. So I went to a bunch of the smart women I know who are leaders in the financial space and had them help me and make sure I was providing the right kinds of information to women in this book. So the book teaches you how to be a smart investor. It goes asset class by asset class. It teaches you what that is, how to invest in that. And then it gives you information about how to make choices in that asset class that are aligned with your values. So how do you shift your cash into alignment? How do you fit fixed income and bonds, stocks and public equities, private investments you might have, real estate, whatever it is, How do you start thinking about that a little bit differently? Can you give us an idea of what it looks like to shift your assets into those things that that reflect your values? Sure. So so it really depends on the asset class, but an easy example that anyone can do is their cash, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of us have our savings and checking accounts in big major banks, and we don't actually know what those institutions are doing with our money. It's kind of like a black box. Where I have shifted my own money is into community banks in my own neighborhood in my own community. So I now have my money going to women entrepreneurs, to underserved populations in my community, and to things that are making my community community a better place to be. Hmm. If you think about bonds, a lot of my fixed income is in municipal bonds. So it's in bonds, not only in California, but in bonds in other parts of the country that are supporting education or clean water systems hmm. or other kinds of infrastructure that has public value. You can also buy green bonds or other kinds of socially responsible bonds through corporations. So there's lots of bond and fixed income options. You can get in through individual bonds or bond funds Mm -hmm. that are focused on these kinds of things. Same thing in the stock market. I mean, the stock market has literally thousands of options that you can um, choose among in terms of the kinds of things you want to support with your money. I think what, what's really interesting listening to you is that I know that the focus is helping women become more confident in their investing, but everything you just said about impact investing, men could pick up on that just as easily. You're 100% right. And so when I said I had 150 people help me with this, there were some men involved. So this is not about excluding men. I'm not trying to do that. But you will find if you read a lot of finance books, they are written to men. They use male pronouns. Mm -hmm. They tell stories about men, right? So what I've done in this book is I've done the reverse of that. I've told stories about women. I've used female pronouns. I've talked from a female-centric point of view. I would love to have men read my book, and I encourage you both and all your readers to do that. (laughs) Remember, guys, that means you can play more golf. Yeah. Just just reminding you of that. And because women do better, you can go to better golf clubs. (laughs) Yeah. Upgrade, man. Upgrade. I have have either two questions or a two-part question, uh, the answers to which will probably take forever. So if they can be answered very shortly and cryptically, please do. But the first thing is you talk about about equitable investing or equitable results and mm-hmm. we're we're hearing that word from all of our politicians in the past week is equitable 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 what's the difference between equitable and equality because there is a difference there is there not oh wow that's a really good question and i can't say that i have pondered that to a great degree but okay. i would say for me Equity would mean that there's the same opportunity and right. the, the lack of barriers, right? right? So 
it doesn't mean equal in that you're just trying to give everybody exactly the same thing. It means that you're trying to remove the barriers so people can have the same access. That, that's the way I understood it. I was hoping that that would be. Yeah, let me give you a great example sure. in the public equities market. One of the things I'm inv- involved in is I am making investments in women-run companies. And mm-hmm. the reason I'm doing that, and a lot of women I know are doing that, of all the venture capital money that was invested, about 2.5% went to female CEOs. Wow. That's a lack of equity, right? Because there are barriers, and we could talk about that. We don't have to, but there are barriers that have been put up that make it harder, some conscious and many unconscious that have been put up that make it harder for women to get that capital. Part of what you're hearing about is equity in the papers is that those barriers are trying to be removed, and there's now attempts to make sure that people who have been traditionally left out of these kinds of opportunities are getting the right. chance. Talking for a living, as I have done, semantics plays an important role in in what my understanding of things. And people keep talking about, and I've heard it from foundations like Bill and Gate, Melinda Gates Foundation and other people, that they're looking for either a a cure to poverty or the causes for poverty or relief from poverty, whatever. I, I would think that everybody knows what poverty is. It's a lack of anything, lack of money, education, hope, jobs, whatever. Why don't we call it a study of what causes prosperity? I think a lot of people might get behind that a lot more. I don't know. Just a just a suggestion. It, I mean, it's an interesting. So I'm curious. I'd like you to speak a little bit more about that. So when you say people get, get behind it more, if it had more of a how the causes of prosperity or the things that you need for prosperity, why do you think people turn away from the idea of trying to solve poverty or eliminate the issues that lead to poverty? Because it sounds frustrating. Because mm-hmm. as I mean, even in the Bible it says the poor have always been with us. It's yeah. it's a difficult challenge to affect and one immediately, whether correctly or incorrectly, goes to charity. I totally agree. And actually, I think that there has been a movement in the philanthropic sector, and I know that this was true when I was at the Gates Foundation, is that a lot of people are looking for ways that you can bring commercial capital, that you can bring investment capital to solve these problems. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one of the things that I did when I was working in international development. I started out working on something that was called microfinance. Right is giving small loans to impoverished people, primarily women. One of the things that grew out of trying to scale microfinance is a phenomenon known as mobile banking. So we started in Africa and Kenya using mobile phones as a way to provide financial services to the poor. That started in 2007 as an experiment. Mm -hmm. Today, that has grown to over a hundred countries now have mobile banking and over a billion people on the planet are being served through a for-profit mechanism mm-hmm. to provide financial services to people who were previously unserved. 10, maybe even 15 years ago now, I forget when it actually happened, but when Bono from U2 uh, mm-hmm. came out and, and made the statement that capitalism has raised more people out of poverty than anything else in the world. I got involved with a company that was giving $500 microloans to people in um, in Southeast Asia to uh, to create businesses. They had an idea. They gave them 500 bucks, and they said 99% of them got paid back. Yes, That's it's great. very true. The yeah. repayment rate in microfinance was phenomenal. It's true. It's the same thing here. So one of the things that I'm invested in here is there are these financial institutions. They're called Community Development Financial Institutions, CDFIs. And these are often set up as nonprofits, but they are providing loans to people who are underserved. And they are the people that the banks don't want to serve, the traditional Mm -hmm. banks don't want to serve. Their repayment rates are like what you just described. They have 1% to 2% default rates usually. Wow. We're with Janine Furpo, who is um, the author of the book, Activate Your Money, Invest to Grow Your Wealth, and Build a Better World. We will be back to talk travel, golf, and all kinds of uncomfortable things. (laughs) We'll be right back. Every once in a while, a new app comes along that you play with for a little bit. You go, man, this is so cool. There are so many fantastic things we can do with this. And we have found one of those apps. It's called Stereo. 
It allows podcast creators to build a more intimate relationship with the fan base by engaging them in direct conversation because listeners can record a question and send it right to you. You can ask for questions. You can entertain. You can have a dialogue. The Approach Shot is really excited to offer our listeners a new way to interact with us. Join us Monday at 2 Eastern Time for a live show on the Stereo app. Just download the free Stereo app and select Approach Shot. Then you can connect with us whenever we're live. Stay tuned for more details on how to engage with us on Stereo at the end of today's episode. There's a wide range of conversation topics going on on Stereo right now. There's comedy, there's pop culture, there's lifestyle, there's sports, etc. And Monday at 2, there'll be us. Go there now, www.stereo.com slash approach shot. Big Skin fans, the moment you have been waiting for all season is right around the corner. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. Hey, it's Neil Michaels letting you know all you have to do is enter DraftKings' free big game prediction challenge. And once you submit your picks you'll get a free instant prize up to $25,000. Yep, everyone who enters gets a free instant prize up to twenty-five dollars And if you're the best, the one with the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Time's a waste, and friends. Download the app now and enter the free prediction challenge. Answer questions like, who will score last?, And boom, get ready to make it rain. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code APPROACH to enter the $55 million big game prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So remember, use promo code APPROACH now and enter the free $55 million big game challenge. Only at DraftKings. Terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And we are back again. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Janine Furpo is our guest here on The Approach Sod. And, and Janine, have you ever, do you play golf? Two-part question. Either or. So I have played golf. I tried it. And what I found was my favorite part of the whole game was walking. (laughs) I found that hitting those little white balls with a club was really frustrating. So I decided to just stick to walking. And Mm -hmm. that is what I've done. And I've taken it to a bit of an extreme. The walking or the avoiding golf? The walking. (laughs) Some friends taken it to an extreme if we all just started walking when we got frustrated playing none of us would play anymore (laughs) (laughs) so how how extreme is your walking these days yeah how's how extreme have you gotten well one of the things that i did was i walked across the north of spain on something (laughs) called the camino de santiago which is a 500 mile pilgrimage trail that's Mm -hmm. a thousand years old i have seen that on the rick steves travel show and people say it is remarkable. They learn so much about themselves. And then when they finally get to the end, it's as if your life has changed entirely. It is a tremendous experience. And I think different people do it different ways. You can walk it as a spiritual journey. You can walk it for exercise. People do it for all different kinds of reasons. I walked the last 150 miles of it with my husband once and was so enthralled with it that we went back and did the whole thing again Mm. and it is life-changing it is yeah i was just saying i did it to mark my retirement actually oh oh, very nice and and you said you also did quite a long hike and had a, a journey through africa i did so um that was amazing i've traveled to over 80 countries traveled and worked over 80 countries in the world Mm. Uh, and i always wanted to travel all around the world but i was in the high-tech industry and things changed so quickly then i didn't think i could take a whole year off Mm -hmm. so i took four or five months and back solo backpack through sub-saharan africa so i started in ethiopia and then I flew down to Zimbabwe, went into Botswana, and then overlanded back up through Malawi, Mozambique, Zambia, Tanzania, Kenya. I feel so inferior. A friend of mine once called me up and said, "Hey, um, t- take a few months, and we'll just we'll just do the Appalachian Trail." Yeah. And I was like, "You crazy? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not walking that far. That's why they invented cars. No." <laughs> I believe you said the other day that it was a long walk to the refrigerator. So, <laughs> yeah, so Janine, you got frustrated with golf. Was there something that you 
was was there one moment? Was there an, an aha moment of glory? Did you do something that you were like, I can do this? Or was it all, I shouldn't be doing it? You know, it was kind of fun. I got to admit, I mean, I got a little bit better as I tried it. I totally understand why people like this game mm-hmm. because it's you could do this for the rest of your life and never reach perfection, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So there's this this holy grail that you set out in front of yourself that you have to keep striving for. And when you get too egotistical and you think you're almost there, you screw up totally and then yeah. have to stop. <laughs> a friend of mine once said, golfers are mere mortals pursuing a game that was obviously invented by and for gods. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Let's talk about the book. Okay. Um, I, I understand it's scheduled to come out in uh, the spring. Tell us a little bit more about uh, how it came about, uh, who the 150 people were that were hel- that helped you, and, and um, what you were striving to accomplish by doing it. Well, the inspiration really came from a book that I had read back in the early 90s. There was a group of women from the Midwest who formed an investment club, and they wrote this book. It was called The Beardstown Ladies, and it was about their club. It was about... How they invested, the rules, you remember it? Well, that book did the pre-internet equivalent of spawning thousands of investment costs. And I decided I want to do that for the 2020s because learning how to invest your money and being smart is not a solo sport. It is a team sport. Mm -hmm. And as women, we learn together in groups. I wanted to write a book that could be the foundational piece that women could use either alone or come together in groups and learn how to do this. And so when the book launches, it's actually going to launch with a companion website. All the content on the companion website will be free and it will have tools and resources and a full curriculum that you can download and use to take the knowledge in the book and actually go to action that you can start your own club if you want, and we'll have a lot of additional materials to help women. But there are an enormous number of women out there in the financial sector who are striving on their own to either help women become smarter investors or to help women learn how to invest their values. And they all are sort of in their own little bubbles. And so part of my goal is to also shine a light on them and bring these communities of women together the women who have the services they could offer, as well as the women who are seeking this. How soon can you pre-order that book? You can pre-order it now. You can go on. You don't see a cover yet. It's a pretty basic site on Amazon, but you can pre-order on Amazon. If you just Google activate your money and my name, Janine Perpo, then you can find that book on Amazon. And you should do it so you don't forget and you get your copy when it comes out this spring, because this is stuff everybody. In fact, if you're a guy, change your name. So they think you're a lady and and order it that way. Okay, you won't embarrass yourself. Listen, we're running out of time, but we still have six very important questions to ask Janine. And we will be right back and ask him in just a minute. Hey, guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed with BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Hey, this is Neil Michaels, and for a limited time, listeners of The Approach Shot visit BlueChew.com, and you'll get your first order for free when you use our special promo code, APPROACH. Just pay the $5 shipping. You heard right. Your first order of Blue Chew Chewables is free. Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance, and honestly, which of us couldn't use a little boost sometime? Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, so they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Hey, remember, for listeners of The Approach Shot, visit BlueChew.com and get your first order for free when you use our special promo code, APPROACH. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code APPROACH, to try it for free. And we are back with The Approach Shot, and Neil has his patented six-pack of questions. (laughs) 
It just doesn't matter who you are. If you come on the show, you get a six pack. You do. There you go. Janine, question one, living or dead, who's the person you most like to have dinner with? I would actually love to have dinner with the Dalai Lama. Ooh, I thought for a minute there she was going to go Dolly Parton. (laughs) Different Dolly. You know what? I love her too. Oh, she's a brilliant businesswoman. There was a show about her I listened to. She's amazing. I love her too. She is indeed. I like the Dolly Parton. All of the Dollies. Well, just all the Dollies. dollies. Question two. What's your favorite word associated with stock trading? Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Question three. Who has been your greatest inspiration? Oh, Mahatma Gandhi. Makes sense. See, I I told you she was way too good for us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Question four. When your book becomes a bestseller, how will you celebrate? I am going to have a party with all the women that helped me. There you go. We are not invited, clearly. It's not my book. It's their book, too. It's their book, too. Excellent. Question five. Most business people remember one moment that they exceeded their own expectation. What's yours? I managed to, I worked at Hewlett Packard and I developed a technology while I was there that I managed to spin out of the company, start a nonprofit and give it away for free through the nonprofit. Wow. We need to pull up the applause sound effect for that. That's incredible. (laughs) And since we are the approach shot, question six is in your approach to life, what one rule do you live by? Leave the world a better place than you found it. Mm. I feel like she's done that with our podcast. You know, and that that is how we're going to end this podcast this week also, because we have a quote about how golf mirrors life in as much as you just do the best you can and just leave it, leave it better for the next guy. That's great. That is it. Janine Furpo, thank you so much for spending time with us here on The Approach Shot. Thank you, gentlemen. I really enjoyed it. As did we. Thank you so much. And hang out because we have a funny game. That's right. Golf is a funny game. It's coming up. Pigskin fans, the moment you have been waiting for all season is right around the corner. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. Hey, it's Neil Michaels letting you know all you have to do is enter DraftKings' free big game prediction challenge. And once you submit your picks you'll get a free instant prize up to $25,000. Yep, everyone who enters gets a free instant prize up to $25K. And if you're the best, the one with the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Time's a wasting, friends. Download the app now and enter the free prediction challenge. Answer questions like who will score last and boom, get ready to make it rain. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code APPROACH to enter the $55 million big game prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So remember, use promo code APPROACH now and enter the free $55 million big game challenge. Only at DraftKings. Terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And now, it's time for... Golf is a funny game. Back to your hosts, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. Okay, so decaf didn't work. Uh, perhaps I need to just, uh, we, we just need to sort of get him to relax. Maybe a massage. Who knows? Okay. There are so many things I want to say right now, but we're going to pass on all of them because we have a truly funny person who's got funnier things to say coming up in a little bit here. Golf is a funny game, of course, is presented again this week by DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy sports. This week we have with us Frank Murphy, who's an improviser on air, on stage and online. He's been probably on more radio stations than you and I combined, John. Oh, uh, including, well, I meant that in a good way. <laughs> oh, good. All right. In Washington, D.C., in Los Angeles, and in his home of uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. He's also the host with the most. He hosts quite a few affairs in, uh, in Knoxville. Again, not those kind of affairs, John. <laughs> and we have him with us today. 
because uh, he also has an amazing podcast that you really should download called Krisha and Frank. And Krisha is spelled K-R-I-S-H-A. I thought I'd do that for you. Oh, Frank yeah. Murphy, welcome to the show. Well, hi, guys. Hi, Neil. Hi, John. Thank you very much for having me. So so you're the host with the most, not the geeky with the heater, or the boss with the hot sauce, or the daddy on radio, are you? Oh, I can do all that if you'd like. <laughs> I was... <laughs> You know, it's funny. I was just thinking about uh, Grease Man the other day, who was a boss jock in Washington, D.C., and yes. do all those things. <laughs> oh, yeah, the host with the most, the Grease with the least. <laughs> Somehow we were talking about where were we in the blizzard of 1993. People in Knoxville still talk about. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I was actually in Los Angeles. I was sitting next to Grease Man in the audience of Jake Thomas's TV show. And our whole conversation was, hey, Grease Man, you hear about that big snowstorm back east? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And we were just so happy to not be in it, you know, to be in California. One of my side gigs is to uh, MC and assist the world's greatest forensic anthropologist. And he started the body farm in Knoxville, Tennessee, where he studies or did when he was younger. He's 92 and a half. He studies the decomposition of humans and all that stuff you see on CSI about how long has the body been laying there? Well, that all comes from Knoxville, all that information, all that science. Now that he's 92, I kind of unlike his little buddy, you know, it's like Gilligan and the Skipper. pre-pandemic times we're out there doing gigs together and uh, people will be asking these questions oh dr bass i'm a big fan of yours and they go on with these rambling long questions and he's very hard of hearing from the korean war right my job is to figure out what they want crystallize it and then i just look at him and go they want to hear the story about the guy who faked his death in the plane crash (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's an amazing guy he exhumed the big bopper really the Big Bopper. Yeah. yeah. And we did a presentation on the 60th anniversary of the Big Bopper's death. And uh, the normal Dr. Bass lecture is 45 minutes to an hour. But we were going to charge a premium because it was that day. It was February 3rd, I guess, 2019, 60th anniversary. So the lady who does all the booking says, we got to make the the bit longer. You got to, we got to fill over an hour. So Frank, you're going to go on and you're going to be the opening act. I learned about the big bopper and I did the whole life story, the big bopper, you know, Chantilly Lace and a pretty face. And I had this whole slide presentation and I did this whole routine about the big bopper. And then as soon as I got to the point of the plane crash and they're all dead, I said, now, ladies and gentlemen, they're all dead. Here's Dr. Bass. And yet they still want you to host a bunch there. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, know I get to MC a lot of things. I was um, the New Year's Eve host in downtown Knoxville as the ball drops and the fireworks go off. And I'm up there on stage leading the 5,000 people singing Rocky Top. I have a blast here. I really I do love it here in East Tennessee. It's nice. Mountains are nice. Oh, yeah. I've got a view of them outside my on my street. I can see the Smoky Mountains, even though they're 40 miles away. Mm-hmm. I can still see them with a perfectly clear view. And I do a lot of stuff over in the Smokies. I've always had opportunities to go to Pigeon Forge, to go to uh, – well, of course, we've got all the tourist attractions. But the Great Smoky Mountains National Park is the number one most visited in the United States. Mm-hmm. And it's got free admission. So for a cheapskate like me, yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> right had there. a family vacation at a uh, very nice house on top of uh, – it was in the village of Kabuli Knob, just outside Gatlinburg. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I do love Gatlinburg. I performed in the Gatlinburg Improv Fest. Yeah. We actually, actually, you guys do a show about golf, so you probably would enjoy all the great golf opportunities. Now, it, where I go in Gatlinburg and Pinnacle Forge, it's all miniature golf. You know, it's <laughs> putt-putt, and they have this – actually one that's on a mountain, and you actually golf, I think, downhill, I assume. You don't have to go very far the other direction toward uh, the west, toward Nashville. You Well, we've got a, a amazing golfing community in Fairfield Glade uh, area. A lot of people come here to retire and play golf Mm because there's no state income tax in Tennessee. What's that uh, the town like almost halfway between Nashville and Knoxville? Crossville. 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 There are a lot of golf courses in Crossville. That's where Fairfield Glade is really. I mean, that's kind of the fancy name Mm -hmm. uh, for it, or maybe it's the name of the golf course. But in that area, Crab Orchard, Crossville, and uh, Fairfield Glade. Your podcast is taken off, and I listened to the first handful of episodes. So there was a story that I'm dying for you to tell our listeners because it just made me laugh, cry. Well. During pandemic times, one of my goals was to grow more food, I decided. I thought, why not grow food? I've got a backyard. I have a fig tree that I love dearly, and I I eat figs, but that doesn't really (laughs) sustain you to a degree. So I thought, let's get more fruit trees. Maybe we'll grow some berries or maybe even vegetables. So my wife, for my birthday, bought me a peach tree from Georgia. We planted it, and it's like a twig. But we planted it right outside, but we were worried about it because the leaves – 
were started getting holes in them. And I am not aware of how these holes got there. I mean, they could have been bugs. They could have been deer or something. And I'm worried about trying to figure out what am I going to do, build a fence around the baby peach tree. And my wife says, you know what you ought to do, Frank? You ought to go out there and mark your territory. I said, what do you mean mark my territory? She says, you know what I mean? You should go out there and mark your territory around the peach tree. You know, put a little of the nature's fluid around there. I thought, oh, well, of course, where I've planted this, it's perfectly visible from the street. I live in a suburb. I don't live in the farmland. And my next door neighbor, who is a retired school teacher, got a baby peach tree also. She wants to come out and compare notes. So every time I walk near the tree to, you know, do what? Neighbor Nancy's looking out going, oh, hello, Frank. And I'm like, well, hi, hi, hey, hey. Uh, nothing, nothing. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. Nothing happened. I thought, I have to, I need to think this through. I need a new plan. So I decided that what I could do is, is instead of, just doing it, I could put it in a bottle. I could bottle it and, and then bring it over there and, and just sprinkle it around. That's what I decided. And I have these, these 20 ounce bottles that are usually full of Deer Park water, or I guess out there, what would you have? It's the same company as um, Arrowhead. Just, this is what I had. And I decide after I've had two of them to drink that I will try to refill one at least part way. And I learned the hard way that this bottle is not big enough. <laughs> and. <laughs> Who are you trying to impress? I, no, 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 that's not what I meant. I don't mean that. That's not what I meant. I meant, I meant that it only holds 20 ounces. Oh, okay. Apparently, <laughs> apparently I, I, when you drink 40 ounces, uh, you know, so it was, I had to, it was very close call there. And I was worried about spilling it everywhere, making a mess. I've got this now and I look at it and it is the color of Mountain Dew. It is this fluorescent yellow, green. I don't know what I, I mean, so I go over there. Now I'm worried that neighbor Nancy is going to think I'm pouring Mountain Dew around <laughs> the peach tree, killing it. I'm like, so I'm worried about that. And this is just, it's not working out. You know, it's, it's too difficult. The alignment as everything about it. It's like docking the space station. It's just hard work trying to fill the bottle. So I thought, well, I'll tell my wife. I said, this is really crazy. This idea you've given me. She says, well, no, I didn't mean for you to do it that way. You should just go out there in the dark when no one can see you and do what nature comes naturally. At the time, I was working early morning radio and, I, and it's summer. So it doesn't get dark here until like almost 10 o'clock. I'm in bed. So the morning I get up and I have to obviously, you know, do what guys do first thing in the morning. So I, I put on my clothes and my shoes and I go shuffling out to the peach tree in the dark and I can't see anything. I've got my iPhone flashlight. And finally, as I'm out there doing what my wife has suggested, my eyes start to adjust. and I realize I'm not really that invisible at all. You know, neighbor Nancy <laughs> has a back porch light. And I can, you could probably see me in the, I, a car drives by <laughs> they get between the two houses and they can see me. The morning dew has gotten all over my shoes, which is messing with my head because I've got these like canvas sneakers on that and you can feel the wetness of the grass coming through my to my toes. And I think, how's my aim? I can't see what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I swore off it. I said, that's it. We're done. No more of this urination irrigation. That's the end. And uh, the peach tree is on its own. It's going to have to fend for itself. You were into comedy and into radio, um, both of which – Really, normal people don't head into for careers. <laughs> Correct. Uh, it's we, a mental illness. Absolutely. We have had some probably screwed up childhood memories. Oh, that, yeah. That have affected us all for this, these, these career choices we've made. Oh, yeah. You do it because you love the applause, the attention. You crave it because mm -hmm. somehow as a kid – and in fact, that's how I raised my kids, to make sure that they had enough of love and attention that they did not want to go into show business. <laughs> <laughs> Now, for me, I was born in the 60s and my, you know, growing up in the 70s, my parents, I thought were like normal people, but apparently they're not. My parents would come home and my mother would say to me, I grew up in New York, remember, I grew up, uh, my mother would say to me, oh, Frank, would you make me a rye and ginger and make your father a scotch and soda? <laughs> and I'm eight. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes it's pour me a sherry in the small glass that I like. And, oh. I'm a preacher's kid. Oh, boy. I heard I, about you guys. I never saw my parents drink because he's a yeah. preacher. He didn't drink. He's a Baptist. He didn't drink in front of anybody. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
I had a situation where my dad and mom moved to West Virginia for a while. He had a teaching contract and, and the contract was ending and he was getting a church back in Massachusetts and she wanted to go back because she hated West Virginia. So she went back to set up shop beforehand. I had a meeting when I was working with Canon, had a meeting in New York City, and I figured I haven't seen my mother for a while, so I'm just going to take the shuttle. I'm going to fly up to Boston. I'm going to hang out with my mother for the rest of the week. Nice. Nice. She picked me up at the airport. We went out to dinner on the way home. woman came over to the table and said, Could, would you all like a drink? And my mother looked at the lady and said, yeah, I'd like a wild turkey on the rocks. <laughs> First time I had ever seen my mother drink. <laughs> it just Wait, flabbergasted me. I went... That's that's not a rookie drink, I guys. Would, that's not her first time. Go, mom. <laughs> no white wine for mom. Oh, wow! Yeah. Right to the brown liquor. Okay, right. yeah. So <sighs> it's kind of a shock, but it was a good way. It was nice. My Baptist friends around here do that joke about uh, pretending not to recognize each other in the liquor store. Yeah. Yeah, but they all they all swear by the rock and rye, which is um, I guess it's a liqueur <laughs> that has rock candy in it. The ladies in the choir, the church choir ladies, all drink the rock sip, the rock and rye, you know, mm-hmm. to keep their voice uh, choir yes, ready. Exactly, exactly. That's what it's for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. As when my my dad uh, from the pulpit one time, he said, "Listen," he said, um, "I got an offer to go fishing the other day." He said, "I don't I don't go fishing with uh, with a Baptist because he'll drink all the beer." He said, but I will go fishing with two Baptists because then they'll drink none of the beer. <laughs> Tell us again where we, people can can download your podcast in the name. Again. Oh, sure. Well, it's uh, Krisha and Frank. It's like Trisha Yearwood, but with a K, K-R-I-S-H-A-A-N-D-F-R-A-N-K. We've got our website, krishaandfrank.com. Uh, the vodcast, as I'm calling it, the video podcast is on our YouTube channel, which is also youtube.com slash Krisha and Frank. And then I'm pretty sure that I've got us on every audio podcasting app, including some weird German ones that I uh, <laughs> Deezer or whatever it's called. I don't know, some odd ones. But if I missed one, uh, email me and I will get us on it because we're on yeah. Audible, Apple, Google, Pandora, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart. Yeah. These guys are funny, funny, yeah. funny. And again, because they put it out every day, I'm just sort of amazed. Don't get any ideas. <laughs> yeah. Well, as improvisers, we literally make it up. I mean, that's that's our job is we just go for it. And Krish and I have done improv together on stage. We've known each other for over 15 years. She's got some radio experience. I've got a lot of radio experience. Uh, and she's got a lot of improv experience, and I have some. So it works out well. Mm. We're interested in what each other have to say. And um, it's it, that's the easy part is stopping is the hard part. We just want to keep going until the yeah. point where, you know. Well, yeah, that's, that's basically the hardest part of being funny is knowing when to stop. Is understanding when you actually have hit the penultimate punchline and you need to move on. Are you telling me to shut up? (laughs) (laughs) And and unfortunately, ours was five minutes ago. (laughs) Frank Murphy, thank you so much for being on today on Golf is a Funny Game on the Approach Shot. Uh, I hope you get lots and lots of people listening to the show because it is fun. Thank you, John. Thank you, Neil. I appreciate being on your show. Great to meet you, Frank. Take it easy, man. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men, want to feel younger, stronger, leaner? You don't have to slow down after 40. Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with the energy and drive of his 20s. Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great, too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. It happened to me. And then I found Nugenics Total Tea. New Nugenics Total Tea is our most powerful man-boosting formula ever because it boosts your free testosterone and your total testosterone. Nugenics Total Tea helps provide even more energy, performance, testosterone, and muscle-boosting ingredients for even better results. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, text GRIT to 321321. Samples are not available in stores. Well, wait. What are you going to do something about it now? I got to try Nugenics Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. That's G-R-I-T to 321321. Just in case you had run to get a piece of paper and a pen when we were saying uh, earlier about the stereo app and the special live show we're going to be doing on Monday at 2, let me reiterate some of the pertinent details for you, okay? It's the stereo app, stereo.com slash approach shot. You can download it for free from both your Apple or your Android device. 
You can find a wide range of conversations on there like uh, comedy and pop culture, lifestyle, sports, etc. But if you want to uh, hear some of the stories that uh, Neil and I have, and I tell you, we'll curl your hair with those. Uh, maybe ask some questions about some of our uh, guests. Uh, make some comments about the show in general. We appreciate all of it. Just go to our URL, www.stereo.com slash approach shot. Download the app. It's free. And we will talk to you. And more importantly, you can talk to us Monday at 2 Eastern. Stereo.com slash approach shot. <laughs> Once again, we have packed a bunch of stuff into a small amount of time, and we uh, we appreciate you hanging out to the very, very end. Still have my tissue wiping the <laughs> tears of laughter off my face. Thank you, Frank Murphy. Never look at a peach tree the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and again, you can pre-order uh, Janine's book right now from Amazon if you want to. And again, you don't have to be a woman in order to uh, profit from reading her book. No, when you when you think about impact investing that she was talking about, uh, that's, that's yeah. pretty amazing stuff. And again, the book is, is uh, Activate Your Money, and it's it, her last name is spelled F-I-R-P-O. Listen, we want you to uh, also circle a little thing on your calendar. Circle Mondays <laughs> at 2 in the afternoon Eastern Time. And I'm sorry, but uh, Neil, you're going to have to do the math from Eastern to Pacific Subtract three. Okay, okay. And, and it works out well. <laughs> Wait, three from two is a negative number. So. <laughs> right. It's negative one or otherwise 11. So anyhow, two Eastern, 11 Pacific. We are going to be doing a new thing on a brand new app. It's a free app. It's called Stereo. And we're just going to talk. We've got yeah, lots of stories, man. It's a live show. Yes. We're just going to be there. We're Not only are we going to talk. You can ask us questions, you can send in questions, and we're going to ask you questions too. It's very interactive and it's very cool. And uh, you can you can ask us anything about some of our podcasts, about our past as DJs, some of the great guests we've had. You can ask John what he likes for dinner or why he didn't bother going to the store and getting his grandson chocolate. <laughs> I, there's, there's just any kind of thing that you can ask. <laughs> You know, and he'll probably be here because he's always here. <laughs> we may have him on to talk to. Put a set of headphones on that kid and he can't shut up. <laughs> That's what they said about us growing up. Yeah, it's genetic. Uh, but anyhow, it's called Stereo. It's a free app. Just go to Stereo.com slash Approach Shot and download the app and, uh, yeah, you'll and follow see, us. You'll see, you'll see little icons there. One will be John, one will be me, and yep. hopefully there will be a bunch of you. Yes, and we appreciate you uh, and look forward to hearing from you um, every Monday at 2. We appreciate you and look forward to having you hearing us again next week because we will be back. Shall we tell them who's going to be here next week? I think we should. So next week is... We can say this, right? Super Bowl Sunday. So we are very, very excited about the fact that um, this being the year of the quarterback with Patrick Mahomes against Tom Brady, we have joining us a former Pro Bowl NFL quarterback himself, and he took three different teams to the playoffs. So he has a pretty good insight. Gus Farrat will be joining us yeah, next man. And he plays a lot of golf, and you're going <laughs> to want to hear – a couple of his stories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I am not going to mention the name because just in case something falls through, because this is a major touring comedian that we have scheduled to join Gus on the show next week. Just want to make sure it happens before we tell you who it is. <laughs> we would normally call that a tease, but frankly, we're not sure if he's going to be here or not. <laughs> That's right. He's, he's probably going to go, who are these guys? And why did you book me here? No, he's, he's very much looking forward to it. He's an avid golfer. He's one of the funniest guys you will ever hear. And he is a professional comedian, and we're looking forward to it. So join us next week. Enjoy this week. And do keep in mind, just as we discussed earlier with Janine, golf is like life. Perfection is unattainable. You just do the best you can and you finish all the holes. You fix your divots and your ball marks. You just try to leave it a little bit better for the next guy. And as I like to say, life is a gift. 
go open it. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's.